This is The Art Life. Hello, I'm Sandra Robinson Burns, writer and the protagonist of Heroin Training. Today we are reflecting on The Artist's Way, week 9, Recovering a Sense of Compassion. And joining me is my co-host, actress and activist, Grace Gordon. Grace, how is your art life? My art life is wanting more, Zandra. Okay, after secretly months, if not a year, of like making Pinterest boards of apartment designs and constantly looking at like loft apartments, um, I am taking the leap and I'm going to move. I'm moving to a different area. I miss being in the city. I'm, I'm living in the valley right now. So for people who know LA, um, it's a little more suburban. I miss being in city energy. And I really, really want like a super cool exposed brick artist loft. And it just so happens that because of the pandemic, like apartments are way cheaper than normal. And there have been a couple of experiences in my life recently where I just like voice something out loud and I'm, I'm like, why do I think I can't have that? Why? I was catching up with a friend recently and we were even just talking about relationships and he's, he's a writer and he was talking about, um, you know, a friend of his is a, I believe a writer as well. And, you know, he just sort of travels to set with his fiance, who's an actress. And I said, Oh, that sounds so amazing. Like, that's the dream, you know, like being with someone who could just travel with me to set because it freaks me out so much to, to think about traveling so much and trying to also be in a partnership. And I said, I guess I just, I guess I just like, it felt good too. It's like too good to be true that something like that could exist. And my friend I was with, Demi, he's like, he's, he's like, why is that too much? He's like, wait, that's not ridiculous. It's like totally, you know, that's a totally achievable, attainable relationship, Grace. And it's like that with the loft. I mean, I just saw my dream apartment today and it's like, I can afford this. I like, I can have this dream. So. I think my art life is like being comfortable with wanting more and getting it. Yes. Oh, I'm I'm so grateful that you put that into words because I am in a similar state of mind and I've been like walking around all week trying to come up with like a succinct my art life is. And you just said it, my art life is wanting more. How have you come to terms with that? Like, what is it like to realize, wait, I can want this and I can have this? I think that it's a great realization to have in a, th- a week about compassion in the artist's way, because it's like, you know, we had all these tasks that we'll get into in our discussion of the, of the chapter, but it's like, you know, reading through your own morning pages and doing all of this assessment, like being really way past halfway now. And, and having a sense of compassion for myself that like, well, I have suffered losses. I have suffered losses in home environments. I've suffered losses in my career and, you know, and in relationships, creative relationships, like I was talking about with Demi. And so it was like, okay, it's, you know, it's okay that I've been let down before, but that doesn't mean that I can't have what I want. And so I'm definitely not coming at it from a place of like, 
frustration with myself or anxiety about moving forward really quickly, it's, it is a place of compassion. It's like, oh, oh yeah, like, yeah, you really suffered some losses. And so you kind of con- were convinced, like, you couldn't have the things you want, but hey, you can. They're right in front of you. That's how it feels. Oh, I love that. It's, it sounds like such a nourishing way of reconciling your, your beliefs with your experiences with what's possible for you. Yeah. And there's something where it's also like, it's not about um, yearning to achieve something. It's actually about Mm. what's right in front of me. Right. So it's like, Mm. it's like, I actually have most of the furniture that I already, that I, that I want for the apartment. I can even repaint and refurbish things, which I like to do. You know, I, I already have the resources to get the dream home. Um, I have like, there, I have so much. I know so many people I love. Like there's something going on too, where it's like, this isn't about, um, starting from, from scratch. Like we're not starting from scratch here. And, and I don't need to be in this space of like, I just want this thing that's so far away. Like nothing I want is really that far away. It's, you know, one synchronicity away. Yes. Oh, oh, that feels like postcard worthy. <laughs> Everything one, I want is one, one synchronicity away. One synchronicity away. away. <laughs> Sandra, how's your art life? Well, Grace, my art life is wanting more. <laughs> I have been... And I'm specifically talking about my artist dates here because I have been struggling with them. And I'm so curious to get your perspective on this, having done the artist way so many times and over so many years. I've done about 30-ish artist dates now in a row. And I'm realizing that I'm, I'm finding it harder to come up with new things that are exciting to do for my artist dates because... So many of the things that were once novel that I did one time for an artist date were so fun and so easy that they've become part of my life now. They've become yes. part of my my routine. And yeah. my week is just like, yeah, it's transforming into a series of artist dates, so to speak. And I was thinking about, do I want to come back and share the story when I've come up with some epiphany about here is how I solved it. Here's how I got out of the rut. But actually, I am celebrating that I don't have the answer yet, but I am acknowledging that this is such a wonderful problem to have because my life is so fanciful <laughs> at the moment that I am just in that moment, in, in that period of, of knowing that it can be even better. And it's kind of the opposite of what you described of knowing that you've been disappointed in the past or hurt in the past and you can still want more. For me, it's I can be really happy and still want more. I can accept more happiness and more fantasy I and love more that. play. And that's where I am. I definitely relate to this um, stuckness with the artist states because I have been in that place too where I'm like, feeling really lucky 
I mean, I'm feeling so lucky that my life is so creative and that, right, the things that I have experimented with have then become part of the routine. Um, and I think novelty is cool. Like I, like trying different things. Like I made bookmarks one week just cause I wanted to, but then it's not really an artist day anymore to me once I do it. So the, or, or you know, once the novelty wore off. So I'm not going to repeat that, at least not soon. But I think for me, it's, um, at least at this point in the journey, like if you're, you know, 30 weeks of trying to do an artist date, it's, uh, being in tune with yourself about what you actually need. Because maybe you don't need to like develop a new skill or like try a completely new medium, but maybe you've been neglecting movement or, Maybe you're really overwhelmed and like want to watch an old comfort movie and like bake yourself something from childhood, some childhood treat. And your artist state is like much more um, relaxing and not about action. So like I have been not cooking at all for the past weeks, months, nah, weeks. Let's not be dramatic. Um, so, you know, normally I would say, no, cooking's not really my artist date because I like to do that anyway. I do it all the time, but I haven't been the past few weeks. So I, my artist date this week was cooking. It was cooking something delicious and trying something new. And, and like that was special because I've kind of been neglecting that part of my life. So I think at a certain point, because I, I love this idea. I mean, I love that you're continuing them many months after finishing the book. Um, I think that at this point, you are like responsible, you know, as someone who knows herself very well and who gets a lot of creative play. I think you're sort of responsible every week to go, okay, like what does my artist need? I wonder if that is really the the power of the artist to date and it being a recurring thing because you're shifting my mind from here are 30 different things I did to what do I what am I doing right now what do I need right now and that will be a different answer from last week or the week before it totally will and especially if you're feeling like your kind of creative momentum and creative action is handled Maybe what you need is something that's more self-care focused or something fancy or something, you know, like, like that um, isn't creation focused, but is instead like processing focused. It's really about just being in tune with what your, what your inner child, what your inner artist is like asking for. I think as well, I am also grateful for the, in my case, the challenge that lockdown presents because right now in Edinburgh, we're at the stage where you can go and get takeaway coffees, but you can't go indoors anywhere and stores are closed. So I think back when places were a little more open in the fall and back when places were all open before that, I think my artist dates would have looked totally different and I would have gone to different art venues every week or to different um, like window shopping excursions and I would try different cafes and different lunch spots and not having those typical destinations has really stretched me by 
encouraging me to be creative about how I can create something that stimulates me or nourishes me as much as something external, but within what I have at home or what I have access to outside. So I can complain about it, but I'm also, I feel like I am, I am growing so much more because of this limitation that I have. Yeah, I've been hearing that from people like, oh, it's kind of limiting to to plan artist dates because because restaurants are still closed and movie theaters are closed, like so much is in lockdown. But I'm like there's so much we can do. You know, I re- I reject that perspective, honestly. I do. I reject that perspective. Um I think that, you know, limitations can come up with the most brilliant ideas. And like, I, I love that you're seeing it that way too, Zandra. It is harder. I will admit that it is harder. And so I feel for someone who is just getting started and doesn't have like that, it, it, like a crutch of, of going out on where you, to a date venue. Because I did have the opportunity to do that when I was doing the artist when I was doing the artist's way um, a couple of months ago. I went on an extended artist date. I booked a slot at an art gallery, and I took myself out to lunch. And in doing that, like over the top extravagant date, I realized actually my favorite parts of this I could have done at home. And it took kind of doing the thing that I had in mind first to make that connection and to give me the confidence that I have now to create something out of, I don't want to say nothing, but less. Yeah. And I think like, I mean, someone like you is like actually a good person for people to go to. Like your, you know, your whole philosophy, your writing and your everyday wonderland program is kind of about this. It's about making daily life feel more magical. And, um, so I think, you know, bringing a sense of fantasy and a sense of play and whimsy into maybe like into your home or into watching it. Like I was saying earlier, like watching a movie, like watch a movie from childhood and bake something that like you loved eating in childhood and cuddle a stuffed animal. There, your artist date's done. Treat yourself like a baby. <laughs> like that's so cute. It's so cute. <laughs> you know, make some fondue and like cry it. watching, like cry watching Inside Out. Come on, guys. There's oh so gosh. much you can do. I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's your artist date for I'm the gonna week. Get my broccoli pizza. <laughs> yes. Oh, and thank you for bringing up Everyday Wonderland too, because um, because it's. I think that's also part of the pressure for me. Is I teach this professionally, right? I should be good at this, but also I want to challenge myself to be even better at this because that will make Everyday Wonderland even better, and that will I can help bring even more adventure to the people who are in my secret garden there. Yeah, well, for people listening who aren't part of it, I, I sincerely recommend it. I am actually a fan of yours. Um, oh, <laughs> I am a fan you. of your program, uh, and but I do understand the frustration. Um, you know, it's and it'll be interesting if people listen to this series years down the line when things aren't in pandemic anymore. 
um, and they'll have mm-hmm. more freedom. But for those who are, you know, listening in real time, like there is a lot that you can do and try to enjoy the challenge. Um, but that is a good segue into this week's chapter because there's actually quite a lot about uh, the process and the challenge. Well, this week, we are recovering a sense of compassion. And what stood out to you about the process and the challenge, Grace? Well, the first thing I wanted to start with is I just wanted to ask you, um, it mentions in the beginning of the chapter, and I, I remember hearing this from many people, uh, that this is the week that people tend to quit. That um, week eight and week nine are when people tend to quit the artist's way. And so I'm just wondering why you think that is. I remember going through the book and getting to this chapter and thinking, oh, finally, we're taking some action because that is my comfort zone of just figuring out something you want and breaking it down into action steps and going after it. I'm very organized and I follow through on these things. And I actually found it harder to go through the first several weeks of like, just go buy yourself some candy. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, but what? Are, when are we going to like leap forward? And this chapter, it feels like is when the tasks point more directly at your dreams and say, define something and why aren't you doing it? Mm-hmm. And that excites me, <laughs> which is why I need more of the like fun stuff recovery. But I can see how that shift might be might be hard for someone who is really going after something that is hard. Right. I mean, this chapter definitely makes us face ourselves in a pretty intense way, like talking about creative U-turns, about, you know, things where projects and experiences that have kind of let us down in our art lives. And even the the exercise of reading through your morning pages. Like I can see how all of those things could be pretty confronting. Reading my morning pages was the perfect illustration for what I'm trying to describe about my particular personality type approaching this chapter. Mm-hmm. Because the biggest takeaway that I got was that I am extremely accountable to myself, especially with tasks. So in my morning pages, I I noticed that when I came up with something that I need to do where I'm like, oh, yeah, and I need to do this, reading through them, I realized I did all these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I made a note of something that I, that needed to get done, and I did it. And what I took away from that was that so much of my mental energy is spent being organized and accountable and reliable for yeah. like things. And um, I get praised for that. It's great. Um, but what it really means is that I am prioritizing doing things over having the headspace to imagine and dream and create. So it was really interesting to notice how much I need systems like my passion planner for capturing that information because the consequence is less space for creativity. I love that you realized this. And it's funny, when I did the same 
exercise reading through my morning pages, you know, it said like, get one color to highlight, you know, where you need to take action and another one for like important insight. And I ended up adding a color, a third color, because it was like things I have accomplished. It was like ideas that I had that I did make happen because I wanted to celebrate myself. Like I said, I'm adding in another color to celebrate the things that I did do um, within this two months. Um, and so I, th- and that just felt really important because I'm in this sort of transitioning time with moving and all of that. But at the same time, I completely relate to what you're saying, right? Where it's like, okay, I like get a lot of tasks done, <laughs> but I need to make space for dreaming and for feeling. Um, so I, I love that you noticed that and that you're acknowledging that it's something that you get praised for. Like, I really appreciate that you acknowledging, like, you know, this has been pray, I've been praised for this, you know, uh, being a finisher and, and being dependable my whole life. So it's, it's, uh, I recognize that it's valuable. It's a valuable skill, but like, I want something more or something else. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's a weird thing to acknowledge something that like, feels like a, it should be a strength and it is a strength and it's like it, I, I enjoy being organized. It's a hobby of mine, but then yes. I have other hobbies and that one always gets prioritized because it's the one that is like the most mainstream impressive. <laughs> mainstream impressive. Yeah, I totally relate. I'm. It's funny. I'm just thinking of some of our listeners and friends even who are in the same boat with this one. Like I'm thinking of people I know who are listening, who probably are nodding their heads right now and going like, yeah, that, me too. <laughs> um, and that's when, you know, that's when it's, that's when we have to challenge ourselves to have more play and to, to be silly and to, to shake out, um, shake out of the structures that we normally and the pressure that we normally put on ourselves. Um, so on that note, you know, I wanted to talk about enthusiasm because this chapter t- uh, touched on enthusiasm and it touched on, um, well, there was a quote that said, the process is supposed to be fun. And I really appreciated that because I think that, you know, it's, we, we have this idea too of like the heart, the struggling genius, the lonely genius, the hardworking artist who doesn't sleep and, you know, is in stress mode all the time. And, um, and that's not very attractive when you're trying to put that into action. You, I don't want to be miserable. So I wanted to tell a little story that was a great reminder of exactly what we're talking about. Um, the process is supposed to be fun. And sometimes enthusiasm is the thing that actually brings what your dreams to you. So um, th- uh, maybe like two years ago, year and a half ago, I was <laughs> I was at the movie theater because we could do that back then. And, um, I was actually seeing, I was seeing like every movie that this film director, um, uh, who I've talked about on the show before, the director of the It movies, Andy Muschietti, I was, I was seeing his like curated film list because he had a new movie coming out in a local theater, uh, screened a bunch of his favorite horror films. And when I was at the theater, this woman walked by in these pants that were um 
they had the, the Overlook Hotel, like carpet print. And which is a, from The Shining. Basically, they were like the, the print of the carpet from The Shining. And they were beautifully made. You could tell they were like this vintage, high cut style, like beautiful pants. But I didn't talk to her. So all I did was see them. And I could not get them out of my head, Zandra. And I went into this deep dive of research online and I ended up finding them. Um, and it was actually a local, LA designer, uh, who does a lot of sort of vintage reproduction kind of styles, pinup girl clothing. And, um, so I found the pants, but they didn't have them in my size, but I just said, you know what? I'm going to get them anyway, (laughs) because, (laughs) because I, I really want them and they, you know, they're a unique thing and who knows. So I, I just got them. Anyway, by some miracle, I ended up fitting into them. And um, I sent them a message at the time, a year and a half ago, you know, and I said, I'd love to, if you guys are ever looking for models, I really love your work. I'd love to, to model for your company. And they said, you know, it was just through an Instagram DM. They said like, oh yeah, we'll like send your stuff to our designer. Like, thanks. Um, and I never heard from them. And then this crazy thing happened where like last week I posted an Instagram story wearing the pants, just feeling myself loving them so much. <laughs> and, um, and then, the, you know, the next day, Andy, the director that I mentioned, he posted an Instagram story wearing a sweater in the same print and like thanking the designer who sent it to him. And I sent him a message and I was like, oh my God, I was wearing, you know, I was wearing the pants version of this yesterday. I was like, I'm so mad at you. Like, like rude. <laughs> and it was just funny. You know, he thought it was funny. Um, but uh, anyway, so it was just like a, you know, playful little moment. But out of nowhere, after I chat with Andy, I get a message from Pinup Girl Clothing saying, Hey, I don't know what happened. We like, you know, we never got back to you, but I don't, you know, it's been like two years. Oh my God. Would do you want to shoot? Like, do you want to be a model for our next line? And, Yay. and I just, you know, so that's happening this month and I love this designer. I love his company. Um, so there's so many reasons why I love them, but it was just like, it was so funny that out of nowhere, they reach out to me and it was Andre, it was literally minutes after I was messaging with Andy. And it was like, I really feel like this, you know, this string of events, it came, it came out of nowhere. And it really only happened because I was just like having enthusiasm. I was just enjoying this moment. And somehow that brought the opportunity into my life. Well, I I believe they call this synchronicity. (laughs) They do. What an overlap of both synchronicity and and play and enthusiasm and you're you're right and it, it can be this simple. You can just be having fun and all of the professional dreams line up with that. Amazing. Exactly. And it was like, oh, that was so easy. You know, like, oh, I get to work for this company and be paid to do that. Like, great. But also, like, I just really want to wear the pants because I like them. (laughs) I just like them. (laughs) I like that my favorite director is wearing a sweater in the same pattern. Like, it's just, yeah, it was, it was so, it was just a perfect reminder. 
that sometimes, you know, pushing for something and, and like sending out all your messages and pitching yourself, it's important to do, but yet you don't always get a response. And then you meet that person again, or you, you know, for whatever reason, the universe lines up and it can be years later. But it's probably going to happen when you're like really enjoying your art life. And being on the receiving end of pitches, sometimes I can really, I gravitate towards the ones where I can feel the enthusiasm because it really shines through in a sea of, of like people working hard who are just sending emails out as as many emails as they can a day Mm. because they think that that's you know, the way to do it, this hard work. But when you send, you pour your enthusiasm into one thing, that that really is, it comes through. And I've, I've really only respond, like I've only, I only respond like with my being <laughs> to, to enthusiasm. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. And I think that's really what I want to take from this week. Grace, what is the art life? The art life is treating yourself like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> baby artist date. Yeah. Swaddling yourself up in a blanket, eating some chocolate, being a baby. <laughs> Sandra, what is the art life? The art life is adding a color for reading your morning pages. Mm. I really want to pun intended, highlight that <laughs> that action that you did, Grace, to modify that task because I think it's brilliant and anyone who hasn't done that yet who is about to do it, I would encourage you to consider adding your own color for, for what you want to be looking for in your morning pages. Yeah, absolutely. I think that like many, many parts of the artist's way, that too can be customizable. We have some listener stories and a review for this episode. I just want to say a thank you to Laura for sending us a letter telling us uh, over email, the artlife at heroinetraining.com. And she shared with us that she has a weekly ritual of listening to our show while in the bath. And I was just so delighted to hear that. I love hearing how people listen to the show and especially when there is this joyous self-care element to the ritual because that's that's not something that we do. That is something that you are bringing for yourself. And so I I love hearing stories like that and details like that and just want to say thank you for that. Yeah, I've actually heard another listener, Charlie Rankin, mention that they listen to the show in the bath. So I'm wondering, like, are all of you listening to the show in the bath? <laughs> is that like, is is it something we're putting out there? Like, what is it about this show that makes it perfect to listen to in the bath? Also, like, let's be clear, I'm very complimented by that. I'm a great lover of bath time. So I, I'm, I'm deeply moved that all of you are listening. I know that it's Lori's laundry folding show and... My mom likes to do household chores and listen to, and I just love hearing that, like, I love hearing about the ritual. So 
I would like to take this opportunity to invite any of you in the bath, maybe not right now, but after you've um, you've finished your ritual of being in the bath, uh, let us know how you listen to the show. If you have your own art life listening routine, you can email us theartlifeatheroinetraining.com, send us a postcard to our P.O. box, or you can also tell us in a review in the Apple Podcasts app. And we do have a reader review to read this week. We do. We have a new review that we wanted to read. We got a lovely review on iTunes that said, The Art Life as Guide. What is the art life? The inquisitive, insightful, funny, and dedicated podcast that that challenges us to see the art in our daily lives. Grace and Zandra skillfully guide us on a journey of the artist, both within and around. And after listening to their embracing curiosity, you cannot help but take the journey and accept the challenge. All creators, this is a podcast for you. Thank you. Oh, I'm I'm smiling so much. Like a very content smile. That, that is such a lovely, lovely review, and I'm honored to receive it. Thank you. I love the phrase, uh, the journey of the artist both within and around. I'll be thinking about that moving forward. Me too. Zandra, we talked today about Everyday Wonderland. We mentioned what you do there. So for people who are curious and want to check it out, where can people find your art? Everyday Wonderland is my weekly one-minute program for finding wonder where you already are. It is homed on my Patreon, patreon.com slash heroin training, where you can find other heroin training extras like my Read by Zandra audiobook for my essays. And I have the print edition where I print out essays that I've written and send them to you in the post every month. So that is at patreon.com slash heroin training. And Go to heroinetraining.com as well and have a have a click around. That is my digital home since I am not on social media. All of my my efforts are focused there. Grace, where can people find your art? The best way to keep up with me is by following me on Instagram. That's at Grace Gordon Official. That's where I post most frequently what I'm up to, um, my daily life. And uh, my outfits, <laughs> like my favorite pants. Um, however, I have some new art going up in the Sugar Mint Gallery this week. I just dropped it off over the weekend. So I'm also going to link to that in our show notes so that you can see I have a couple of pieces in there. Um, witchcraft and occult-themed art show. And uh, yeah, I'll be there at the opening night reception as well as um, – yeah, you can just check it out on their website – So um, I will link to that in the show notes, but Instagram, following the art gallery, whatever it is, that's where I am. I wish I could go. I wish you could be there. Oh my gosh. Somebody please go for me if you can. (laughs) Well, everyone, until next time, from my side of the world, I wish you all a good morning. And from my side of the world, I wish you all a good night. Bye. Bye. This is The Art Life, a 
Heroin Training Podcast with Grace Gordon and me, Zandra Robinson Burns. You can find us online and subscribe to our newsletter at theartlife.show. And send letters to The Art Life, care of Grace Gordon, P.O. Box number 4292, Valley Village, California, 91617. Our theme music is The Stream by Rory. Thank you for joining us.